Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung, and of course you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And this is FFA underscore Los. Welcome to part two of week one uh, uh, pregame breakdown. Yeah, and uh, we're just going to go through every single matchup, talk about one or two things that we're looking for uh, in this team to see week one. And then also just a couple fantasy notes to go along with it. So we're just going to jump right in where we left off uh, in the mid-afternoon games, or excuse me, in the uh, early afternoon mm, games. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, Cleveland Browns at Carolina Panthers is the next one up. We're going to see how this offense looks with Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, how many targets does Amari Cooper and David Joku get? We, it sounds like they're both going to be heavily involved, but how efficient are those targets going to be is the question, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not touching this passing game um, for as long as Jacoby Brissett's quarterback until he shows me something big. Amari Cooper's a flex just because of his talent. Uh, otherwise I expect this to be a running, running, running team. Yeah. I think you can start uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as a flex also, you yep. know, um, obviously I hope you don't have both of them on your team per se, <laughs> right, right. but, uh, you know, just, I mean, in general, I think both are startable assets and this is a pretty tough Carolina defense, you know, even though they lost, um, oh man, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, who did they grab from the Patriots last year? They, oh, Stefan Gil. Yeah. Um, so they lost him this off season, but they still have a tough secondary uh, and yeah, I, I think if you need the flex option, you can start Amari Cooper and just hope he gets a ton of targets, even if like half of them are uncatchable. Cause it does sound like they're going to target him close to the line of scrimmage with some, you know, layup type of, of receptions. What choice do they have? Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, N- Njoku has been uh, a sleeper that a lot of people have talked about. So I do think if you drafted him late as your tight end one, you're rolling with him. Yeah, I think you could keep him in bed this week. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Um, on the other side here, we're going to see the glorious return of Baker Mayfield uh, after his exit from Cleveland. Uh, DJ Moore, you're starting him if you drafted him. I don't know that you're really starting anyone else on the wide receivers. Uh, I, I don't actually think I'm touching Robbie right now. Um, between Terrace Marshall and uh, Visca, I, I think Visca's a decent talent. I, I'm not touching Anderson right now. Yeah, I just I don't think you're touching anybody outside of McCaffrey anymore. Yeah. Now, this is going to be a tough one, Lowe's, because I honestly don't know who's going to win this matchup. What do you think here? Oh, I think we're baking up a revenge game here. Give me the Panthers. Oh, man. I... I want, I, I think it'd be fun to see that happen. I'm just not sure they have the offensive line to stop Miles Garrett. And whatever mistakes Jacoby Brissett makes, I think Chubb can just pound it down their throats and, and figure it out. I think I'm still taking Cleveland here. All right. Yeah, we're, uh, this, this season's going to be interesting, Lowe's. We're, we're disagreeing a lot. Yeah, I we're disagreeing a love lot it. right off the bat. <laughs> now watch weeks 2 through 17. It's like we're one game different each week. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. That means uh, the week one uh, initial score is going to matter a lot, right? Sure will. All right, next game up is going to be a divisional matchup. The Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. Uh, the big thing to watch here is who's going to step up behind Michael Pittman because we know that he's going to see a lot of targets from Matt Ryan, but is it going to be Alec Pierce? Is it going to be Paris Campbell? If he finally stays healthy, 
And what does Mo Ali Cox's snap share and target share look like? So are you starting either Pierce or Campbell at Flex? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, no, I'm not starting either of them, uh, nor Mo Alley, just because they're starting this week against Houston. They're going to throw the ball to Pittman, who may have a touchdown, and they're going to run the ball 30 times with Jonathan Taylor and Najee uh, and, um, and uh, oh goodness, wow, uh, Naeem Hines, and they're going to run this clock out. This is going to be the quickest game of the week. Oh, man. Can you imagine if the Colts had both Taylor and Najee Harris? Like, Matt Ryan would throw three <laughs> passes a game, right? That'd be wild. That uh, actually, I mean, oh, if an NFL team did that, that would be a huge throwback. And a lot of the lighter defenses, you know, that are geared to stop passing games might not be able to handle that. That's what makes, I mean, to me, that's what makes Cleveland one of the scarier teams to play against sometimes, but uh, not with Jacoby Brissett. Well, and yet you took Carolina. <laughs> yeah, Jacoby Brissett, man. Oh, okay. We're talking. Right. We're, we're, yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, but certainly you're starting Pittman and Taylor. Yeah, On the other totally. side here, uh, you're starting Brandon Cooks if you drafted him in like round five, six. Nico Collins, are you flexing him? And Brevin Jordan, they just signed OJ Howard today. I'm not too worried about that, but I'm also not starting Brevin Jordan. No, same thing. Um, and I, I question. Uh, the, the Houston offense's ability to do much this week at all. So I I'm really avoiding everybody past cooks. Um, cooks is a cooks is a Colts killer though. Yeah. I, I will say, um, I think in DFS Rex Burkhead for dirt cheap is really interesting. Assuming the Texans are going to trail all game long. Sure. Um, and then Damian Pierce, you know, we talked about him a couple episodes ago or on the last episode, are you willing to flex him against the Colts week one? In a standard, I would in a PPR, the upside is not there that, uh, that other players have. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think this one we might finally agree on. I assume we're going to take the Colts. Oh, I thought you were going to say, no, give me the Colts. <laughs> All right. That one was easy enough. Uh, or yeah. so we think, uh, we know nothing <laughs> right. before week one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the, it's the hardest week. Yeah. Was it, uh, was it last year or two years ago that the Saints just beat the piss out of the Packers. Boy, wow. That's that's called amnesia. That's called uh, I think it was last year because it was James Winston, right? Yeah, I think you're yes, that is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Good I on feel you, like, man. I feel like COVID has skewed all sense of time, you know. Well, that's that thing. Long COVID affects the memory. No, I mean just the <laughs> period of COVID. <laughs> What? But <laughs> just like co like quarantine and you know that year in general, I feel like right. it just feels like five years ago. Yeah, time flies, man. But it also stands still. It's also a flat circle, oddly enough. All right, Matthew McConaughey. And, uh, <laughs> what is it? True Detective. Ross and Nicole. Right. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Sunday mid afternoon games here at the New York Giants at the Tennessee Titans. Is going to be the first one here. Starting Saquon Barkley. We'll see if Kadarius Tony is playing. Um, depending on whether or not Tony is playing, or I guess let's just say Tony's playing. Are you willing to start Wandell Robinson? So they've pretty much been talking about Tony as an outside guy this year, and I think it's because of the lack of other options. I don't necessarily think that's going to be a successful play for Tony. They may end up having to move him inside to unlock his skills, but uh, I don't think they'd give up on him in week one. So I think Wandale's locked into that slot role. Doesn't mean he's going to be on the field all the time, 
Um, certainly don't expect him to outpace even uh, Saquon for catches, but, but um, in a full PPR, I'd flex him. Yeah. And I think, let's say both are healthy. I think I'm still starting Robinson over Tony if I'm ranking yeah. them. All right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, same thing with like, I know he's going to start outside for the, uh, for the uh, Jaguars also, but I think Christian Kirk is a player that dominates on the inside. Tony's much better the, on the inside. You're going to lose all their fantasy value. The longer they get played outside the numbers. Well, if Doug Peterson's smart, he's going to put Kirk more in the in the slots as a vertical slot than uh, outside. But we did see him mix outside in the preseason, so that's we'll, we'll the see. Thing. I think yeah. that that's been part of the reason I, I've been hesitant to pull the trigger on Kirk in that range sometimes. Sure, but uh, and certainly no no Kenny Galladay should be touching your lineup outside of like oh, a sixteen team league. Is he just dogging it, or am I just bad mouthing him? No, I, I don't know if he just never recovered from the hip or, you know, like I said, I, I don't think he was an elite talent to begin with. We've seen that Matthew Stafford has been, you know, the quarterback who can elevate that talent around him. We saw Cooper Cup finally explode with him last year. And I think Galladay was largely a product of Stafford. He sure got paid like one. Yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, hey, yeah. he doesn't care what people say about him. He's, he's no. rolling at it. <laughs> no, I want his agent. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Titans side here. Uh, tough luck. They, they just lost Harold Landry. So that defense is going to yeah. take a step back, I think, but uh, maybe they need to throw it more. We'll see with Robert Woods coming back from that ACL. I, I actually have Woods ranked ahead of Traylon Burks in my redraft rankings. Los. That's the way to do it. Robert Woods is yet again, new team, criminally, criminally undervalued, underrated. I think he's going to come back from this ACL as most players do nowadays um, with a bang. He's, he's older, of course, but uh, top flight speed, uh, all that stuff was never his game. He's just a darn good football player. He's a dog. He's going to have 10 plus PPR points for you every week. Yeah, I think he's going to see a little bit of volume, even with Tennessee preferring to run. Obviously, if you draft the de- excuse me, if you drafted Derrick Henry, you're starting him. But we'll see if he's still Derrick Henry, 28 years old, coming off of that foot injury. But of course, if anyone can do it outside of Adrian Peterson, it might just be Henry. Um, and I actually like Austin Hooper here. I-, I think I would start him just based on what we've heard out of the preseason about the chemistry with Tannehill. And you know, they don't fully trust Burks yet. We'll see about Kyle Phillips in the slot. But I do think there's at least opportunity for Hooper to emerge as a number two target potentially for Tannehill. Yeah. Listen about uh, three episodes back. If you want to hear a deeper dive on dive on Austin Hooper, I'm right there with you. All right. Oh, who are you taking here? Lois? This is another tough one. I'm taking the Titans here. I, I don't think the Jets or the giants can really uh, stand up here. Yeah, this, this one's tough. If, if Tony and, Robinson are both healthy. I, I could maybe see it, especially with Landry gone. But I feel like the Titans just just scrape out wins. You know, like they might be yeah. down three points at halftime, but they'll they'll figure it out. They'll just pound Derrick Henry. I, I'm taking Tennessee at home, especially. There you go. All right, next game up: Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. What is the split going to look like between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? That's been a hot topic all off season. Have you been taking a lot of Aaron Jones close? 
not purposefully, but he seems to end up everywhere. Uh, just last night uh, in our draft, he, he did end up back on my roster. Didn't expect him to drop that far, but to grab him in the late second feels about right to me. Um, so if he's there, he's got uh, top five running back upside every week. I truly believe that, especially here against Minnesota. Um, uh, Rogers likes to throw to the running back. That doesn't mean I don't like AJ Dillon. He's a great flex. Uh, the lack of outside options for this team is really going to fuel the running backs. We could, I mean, not that it's going to happen, but we could see from a week to week basic basis, both of these guys getting six plus targets. Yeah. I think you're starting Jones and Dillon. Um, I think Lazard is a fine wide receiver three or flex. We've heard good reports about him, but at the same time, we did recently hear Matt LaFleur say, that the ball is going to be spread around with Devontae Adams gone. Um, are you going to trust any other Packers receivers week one outside of Lazard? Yeah, not week one. And for me, Lazard is only a wide receiver three, not a flex. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then also, I think it's worth talking about Robert Tunyon because if he's healthy, I do think he has a chance to see double-digit touchdowns this year with Devontae Adams gone. Have you been taking Tunyon anywhere or have you usually you know, grabbed the tight end by then? I'm usually looking at Komet generally, um, but you're right. We haven't heard a peep about Tunyon, and this is the exact type of season that, that he could repeat two years ago with. Yeah, I mean, it's really the ACL tear last yeah. year, um, but he has been working in team drills now, so we'll see if he's ready to suit up week one. Uh, even if he's not on your roster, someone, uh, you know, click that star, put on, yeah. put on the watch list at the very least, I would think. Yep. On the Vikings side, not a whole lot here. You're starting Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. If you if you have Thielen, I mean, he's a solid wide receiver three. We just want to see how he looks, you know, another year older and coming off of a, a not-so-healthy season last year. Trying to think if there's anything to add. Um, I wouldn't touch Irv Smith just yet. I uh, want to see if he yeah. can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, we've heard a little bit about KJ Osborne being more involved, but you're not, you know, starting him outside of deep leagues right yeah, now. Yeah, not a Thielen's uh, going to be good, and it's too early. And I, I wouldn't touch him in the first two weeks unless we see Thielen being done. Okay, another divisional matchup here. Who you got? Yeah, this is a toughie. I think I'm going to take Minnesota. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought back and forth on this one. I just, I can't bet on Rodgers. Uh, I know sometimes he starts slow, right, week one, but I, I feel like in division particularly, he just finds a way. Yeah. All right. I get so it. a lot of disagreement in this, in this week one. This yeah. is going to be very interesting. Uh, hopefully neither of us is in, in a huge hole to, uh, to no, start the you, year. You know, it's going to, you know, we're going to split even, right? <laughs> so none of it matters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. I mean, this, this next one is going to be tough to call too. You got the Kansas city chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals, two high powered offenses, not so great defenses. Yeah. I think on KC really, we're looking to see what kind of workload does CEH get. And then who really emerges behind him? Is it going to be Ronald Jones who did make the 53 man roster? Is it going to be uh, the seven round rookie Isaiah Pacheco? Is it going to be the old trusty Jarek McKinnon in the pass catching role, right? Um, right. If you drafted CH as an RB2, RB3, you're probably starting him? Correct. Yeah, you have to. And then uh, we'll also see what the target share looks like behind Kelsey. Um, You know, Juju, I think, is probably the most reliable there. And it sounds like MVS is the number two as of now. Yeah, for me, um, 
Juju just, I I know Arizona's a pretty decent matchup and Mahomes is going to have to throw the ball somewhere, but Juju doesn't necessarily represent enough upside unless it is a full PPR league. To me, it's MVS and, and you may, you may lose or you may score 12 points in one catch. Fair enough. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day and we didn't talk about it when we had our Gabriel Davis discussion, but I think one of the reasons I'm hesitant to buy in on Davis at his, you know, fourth, fifth round price tag is I think to me, there's a chance that the ball is really spread out behind Stefan Diggs and Davis might become that MVS type player where he's just very boomer bust and you're really not sure week to week. And I think he has the ceiling to become like a T Higgins, but I think his floor is like MVS. Yeah, but Davis can catch. Well, I mean, he's, he's had some drop issues and, and he's not the best route runner. He just, I think he just makes it work because Allen scrambles and finds time and finds him on those broken plays. I could, I could see the comparison, but I, I think from a talent standpoint, he's at least two tiers above Montel or uh, okay. Montel Montavious Porter. Oh my goodness. Here we go again. <laughs> Marcus Vela Scantling. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's, it's an early onset Alzheimer's. It sure is. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see Trent Dill for play this weekend. Ooh, MVP, baby. All right. All right. Or Plaxico Burris, you know, gear oh, up. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Amari. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the Cardinals side. Oh, man. This is going to be interesting because I've been pretty off James Conner this year. I, I just, I'm not sold that he's necessarily going to see that workhorse role. So that'll be an interesting situation to monitor here. But of course, if you drafted him in round three, probably where he's going, you're starting him. Um, it'll be interesting to see who gets the number two role behind him. Daryl Williams, you know, Benjamin, even maybe Keonta Ingram and Jonathan Ward. They, they didn't cut any of their running backs, right? Well, who better to have for your special teams than a bunch of running backs? They're great tacklers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that'll be a situation uh, worth monitoring. You're certainly not starting any of them outside of Connor. Uh, you're starting Marquise Brown. Are you trusting Rondale Moore at the flex position? Right now I am until, uh, until we get a healthy Hopkins back. Okay. Are you willing to take a shot on A.J. Green as a boomer bust wide receiver four? <sighs> Against KC, I would. Okay. I think that's fair. Uh, Who you got in this matchup of high-powered offenses? It's the wrong pick, but, you know, I can't pick against Mahomes here. Give me the Chiefs. Oh, this is really tough because the Chiefs have a really solid offensive line, and it's tough to bet against Mahomes. But also, I feel like the Cardinals start season strong, right? They trail off a lot. Um, but I, I feel like they always have a good, like, explosion. They can't play in the cold. Well, I mean, that's part you know, of they, it. But, but just they play below sea level. They play, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. Ah, man. This, this is, might be the toughest one of the week for me. I respect that. I respect that. They're, uh, they're two dangerous teams, two dangerous. I mean, unfortunately the chief's offense is not dangerous right now. It's just Mahomes is an ax murderer. So he could, he could do anything at any time. You know what? Let me, if we're going to go head to head this week, let's go head to head. I'll take the Cardinals at home. How about that? How about that? Do it. Um, I think, I think the Chiefs are only favored by three or three and a half right now. So Vegas does project this to be a pretty close game. 
Okay, there you go. But we shall see. Uh, let's move on to the Las Vegas yeah, Raiders. I am certainly not, uh, not, uh, not. Uh, you know, that will not be part of any parlays. Right, and, and certainly not a survivor pick. No, definitely not. Um. Well, you know, let's talk about survivor pick real quick after we finish these last. Yeah, two. I was, I was going to throw in my, yeah. uh, my pick of the week at the end. Okay. Let's do that. Um, but first let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders at the LA chargers. Uh, we're going to see the splits between Adams, Renfro and Waller. I think you're starting all of them. If you drafted them at ADP, right? Yeah. Uh, if you believe in them, you're playing them. Absolutely. Are you flexing Josh Jacobs? No way. Okay. Sorry, man. Sorry, yeah, man. I don't. I've been off. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Yeah, I think I would fade him as well, especially against this defensive line. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Chargers side. I, go, like go ahead and uh, hit the uh, hit your star. Hit your um, hit your. Uh, keep an eye on Amir Abdullah. That's all I have to say. Yeah, we'll see. And you know, we talked to before with you know Carr and Fields that I would not love to start Carr this year or no, not, not this year. This week. This week. week. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Yep. All right. Um, on the Chargers side, I think the big question really is who's going to be that number two behind Eckler. It sounds like they are not believing in Isaiah Spiller just yet. Josh Kelly seems to be in the number two, but Sony Michelle signed as well. Those guys should be on watch list, but not started. And then uh, we'll see about Josh Palmer. Are you willing to flex him week one? No, not week one. Okay. Yeah, I think hopefully you have better options. I think he's got high upside, but he's going to be that boomer bust guy who maybe he gets a 50-yard touchdown and maybe he gets three yeah. catches for like 40 yards. Wasn't he a little dinged up or is he fully is he fully back now? No, I think he suffered a concussion in that preseason game, but okay. he should be good to go. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, I mean, we talked about the mismatch between the offensive and defensive lines here. Uh, just Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Give me the Chargers at home. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Hopefully they don't uh, uh, destroy Derek Carr. I'd like to see him have a nice season. I want to see what he can do with Devontae Adams, but uh, you get that line coming at you. Week Although, one, scary. If there, is, if there is a team that manages to choke away a game somehow, it is the Chargers. <laughs> that is uh, so true. That is so true. I, I never feel good about them as my survivor pick any week. <laughs> no, and I would not take them this week either. Yep. All right. Um, a lot to talk about in this next Sunday night football matchup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. And I see a lot of similarities for both of these teams, right? Because on the Tampa Bay side, we'll see how that interior offensive line holds up guard, uh, their left guard, Ali Marpet retired this past off season center. Ryan Jensen uh, tore something in his knee. He's going to be out for most of, if not all of 2022, Aaron Stinney, who then took, Harpet's place at left guard towards ACL recently. And then in the last preseason game, their backup center who's filling in Robert Hainsey left with an ankle injury. It sounds like Hainsey's on track to play, but a lot of questions in the middle of this offensive line in front of a 45 year old Tom Brady and interior pressure has always been his kryptonite. Are you drafting Brady at ADP and are you starting him? If you did draft. No. And probably. Yeah, if you drafted him, right? Like, yeah, 
if, if you drafted him, you believe in him. I mean, it's as simple as that, but I, I agree. I have all those concerns. Um, as far as it affects the other players, I'm pretty worried about Mike Evans, uh, especially with some, some of the players in that Dallas secondary limiting him. You, you can't throw the ball to Mike Evans or make him super useful. If you're getting interior pressure, getting after Brady quickly, but on the flip side of that, it does not take that much time to throw a uh, little swing routes and uh, dump offs to Leonard Fournette. So fire him up. Yeah, Fournette, I think you're definitely starting. Evans, I mean, you're starting him if you took him in the second round, but he's oh, he yeah. might be more boom or bust um, yep. in prior seasons. And then it's just really messy with Russell Gage. He's coming back from a hamstring injury. We'll see. I think he's on track to play week one, but not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Chris Godwin. It sounds like he's ahead of schedule in his ACL recovery, but that does not mean he's necessarily going to be ready for week one. And then you've got Julio Jones, who's surprisingly the healthiest of all the Bucks wide receivers <laughs> right now somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if Godwin is out, you're starting Julio at flex, right? Yes. Um, and if Gage plays, I think you're starting him at flex. I mean, it depends on your other options, but I think they're okay plays. Yeah, I guess the question becomes Gage or Julio. So I actually, this has been my stance, and I want to hear your opinion on it, Los. I think with the issues on the offensive line, there's a chance that Gage could get hyper-targeted like Julian Edelman was a few years back. I, I actually think he still has a ton of upside in this offense. That's exactly why Chris exactly why I think Chris Godwin's being criminally underdrafted. Um, he he could he could end the season as well not that not with overall points, but in the, he could be a wide receiver one second half of the season very easily. Yeah, I, I look, I love Mike Evans. I think he's uh, been an underrated wide receiver for years. Yep. It would not shock me if points per game, if and when Godwin is healthy, both he and Gage outscore Julio in full PPR. Absolutely. Or not, excuse me, not no. Julio. Uh, Evans. Evans. Yeah. yeah. Now, that said, if they do get into the 10 zone, the 5 zone, it doesn't take too much time to throw a fade to Mike Evans, what he, and he's going to come down with a touchdown. So, may all end up looking stupid when he scores two touchdowns, right? Yeah, well, my concern there is that with Gronk on, they go four wide receiver set near the goal line, and Julio might steal some of those. Because yeah. I think they want to preserve Julio, right? They know that he's not the same guy he has been in years past, but he's a huge 6'3 body, and he might be used opposite Mike Evans near the goal line. That's my concern. And I love him, but there's some reason Julio's never been an end zone, red zone touchdown threat. I don't know why. Is that more Matt Ryan or Julio is my question. It's probably more Matt Ryan, but it's it's until he shows it to me by the time he's age 32, right? Yeah, well, hard, we will hard find out, to... but I've, I found myself late in the double-digit rounds. I'd rather take a, take a roll of the dice on Gage over Julio personally. Definitely. Agree with you. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Dallas side. Again, kind of similar concern. These teams are like almost looking in a mirror like week one, right? <laughs> Because yep. Dallas also has offensive line questions. They lost their right tackle, Lyle, Kellen, excuse me, Lyle Collins, who's now in Cincinnati, I believe. Um, they lost their guard, Connor Williams, to free agency as well. And then their left tackle, Tyron Smith, fractured his knee in practice last week. Uh, he's going to be out until it sounds like December at the earliest. So Dak Prescott, now two years, now fully healthy with that ankle injury two years ago, but suddenly behind a maybe bottom 10 offensive line without those guys there, right? And on yeah. top of that, they traded away Julio for pennies. Uh, Michael Gallup coming back from the ACL surgery. 
a lot of questions. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady are two quarterbacks that I do not have many shares of this year. I agree with you. Um, Zeke should probably be just fine. Uh, he's going far enough down in drafts that, uh, that he's a fine running back too, likely every week, but that line is trouble. It scares me. And I agree with you. I, I, I wish I uh, didn't have Dak in any leagues, but I do. Yeah. With the questions about how much passing down work, Tony Pollard's going to take, I think Zeke is like an RB three or like a flex play this week against the bucks, you know, front seven. It, it's tough for me to rank him higher. It, <sighs> You're starting him if you drafted him like round right. four, round five, yeah. but right. I just would not expect a whole lot. You're hoping he punches in a touchdown. Yeah, true. Um, are you willing to start Jalen Tolberts or uh, Tony Pollard, those ancillary guys? No, not at all. I think there's an argument for Pollard if you think that they just give up on running the ball and really just you know do those quick little passes instead to supplement the run game. But yeah, I, I don't love any of them. And uh, DFS wise, I actually really like Noah Brown because it sounds like he's actually the number two uh, okay. right now over Jalen Tolbert. They rested him in the preseason, so we'll see about that. Uh, but certainly, you're not starting Noah Brown in a managed league, or at least hopefully not uh, outside of deeper formats. Yeah, I'm doing my best not to. All right, so this is another tough one: Tampa Bay or Dallas. <laughs> It's Tampa, and uh, I, I think that they are not favored on the road here, but um, the, the troubles with that Dallas offensive line um, are, are troubling, to, to put it bluntly. Yeah, I think both teams have a lot of issues, so at the end of the day, I'm still defaulting to Brady, even though I have my concerns about him this year. Yeah, I mean, he has talent around him, and Dak yeah. uh, does not have near as much talent as he used to around him. Well, and if, if somehow they have Julio Godwin and Gage and Evans all healthy, I mean, they're just yeah. dwarfing them and receiving talent in this matchup. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, Monday night football, revenge right. game for Russell Wilson, Broncos yes, country, sir. let's ride. Denver Woo. at Seattle. Um, I think you're starting Sutton and Judy if you drafted them. You're starting Russell Wilson. You're starting Javante Williams. Are you flexing Melvin Gordon? Mm. It depends on your options. I'll say yes. I like him early season more than I like him late season. Yeah, and I, and I think against Seattle, too, where I expect him yeah. to play with a lead, I think there's going to be more rushing attempts uh, to go around. Um, yeah. Albert O, I don't know that you're comfortable starting him just yet. He could be very boom or bust because we know he's talented, but we also don't know his level of involvement yet. Um, so I, I would say probably hold off. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I, I was totally off drafting him. Greg Dulcich was uh, was getting a little more work with him in moments in the preseason. And even though Tim Patrick's gone, they've got three great wide receivers. Nobody talks about KJ Hamler. Talk about a boom, boom bust flex play. That's the guy. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, on the Seahawks side, we're going to see how DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett look with Geno Smith under center. I think if you drafted those guys, uh, they're fine. Um, flex worthy options, but uh, I would probably avoid any of the Seattle running backs in this matchup. Absolutely. We don't know what we're getting out of this team. Least of all, do we know what we're getting from the running game? Um, gosh, Metcalf and Lockett are darn talented, but that quarterback's tough. I, I think you, if you probably have to start Metcalf, he's just such a beast, but like past that, I'm not touching the team. Yeah. Especially given where you drafted. Metcalf, yeah. um, Lockett, you know, he might have better options depending on who, who you took in rounds like six, seven. But um, Metcalf, Metcalf did, he did maintain value last year with Gino. And I think that is something that's getting overlooked a little bit. 
Yeah, and if nothing else, I think he can get a garbage time touchdown, maybe even two. Totally. Um, all right. I assume we're going to take Denver here in a Wilson revenge game. Yeah, we had we had some baking going on in Carolina, and we are going to get some cooking in Seattle. Yeah, like I, I feel like this is a game where Russ is going to keep his foot on the gas pedal, even if they're up like two touchdowns, he's going back out there and, he, and he's throwing that. He's been waiting for this week for, he's been waiting for this game for years. Um, <laughs> he, what is he this week for you? Like he, he might be my, he, I haven't statted him out, but I think he's a top three quarterback for me this week. I mean, top five at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love it. I think I'm just hyped, I mean, though. It I think I'm just me. hyped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, at, at the very least, like, top seven, top eight. You're not benching Russell Wilson, that's for sure. No, All right. no way. So, Los, then, who is your preferred uh, survivor pick? Because I actually joined a survivor league this year for the first time in, in a while. Um, oh. That's not something that I play a ton of, so I'm, sure. I'm interested to hear your input. Sure. Uh, so briefly, a uh, survival uh, survival pool or survivor is a game where you pick one team each uh, each week of the year. Generally, you cannot reuse the team, and some leagues you get to lose twice and you're out. A lot of t- a lot of leagues you one and done and you're out. Um, so you pick a team to win mm-hmm. a game that week, and you just try and push it through th- all the way through the season. And for me, this uh, week one is one of the hardest weeks um, because you just don't know what teams are going to look like. Um, so a couple of factors you have to take into account are who are they playing? And even more so than that, what do the games look like later in the season? So week one, I'm going with the new Orleans saints in Atlanta. I generally do avoid um, divisional games like this, but I like New Orleans against Atlanta. You can hear our breakdown on that one uh, one episode earlier than this. I think they're going to run the Falcons out of the building with Mariota behind center. Um, and New Orleans is a team where a few injuries break wrong, and this team can completely fall apart later in the season. So you may have 18 games to get through. You got to find those good high variance teams early in the season. For me, that's New Orleans. So I, I know our producer, Dan, will disagree with me here. And, and again, I'm not as experienced with this, but my immediate thought was Denver because they look at their divisional opponents for the rest of the year versus mm-hmm. Seattle week one with the revenge game matchup. I, it's just really hard for me to see Seattle pulling this off. And then also you don't have to worry about any of those Chargers, uh, uh, the Chiefs. Um, I mean, that division is just rough, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's not wrong. I mean, that's not bad. That's a, that's a great pick in itself. I don't think you have any chance of losing that week, but I'd like to save them for a couple weeks later in the season. It, just because so many injuries can change so many teams. Um, I think there's enough weapons on Denver, of course, hoping Russell Wilson stays healthy, that there's not a lot that could, that's going to throw them hugely off course. Fair enough. You know what? Let's do a podcast survivor, just you and me. And uh, yeah. I don't know, Dan, do you want to chime in? I know you're, you're around. You don't talk a whole lot, but would you like in on this, Dan? I mean, I could. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um, man, now I have to edit myself into this <laughs> because you asked me. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Um, I actually haven't even thought about Survivor yet. 
<laughs> I've been busy. I have, I have, I have no picks right now. All right, okay. week one will give you some time, but be ready next week, man. Yeah, well, I'm taking, you know, no, I'm taking the weekend, like just about the entire country. You know, everyone's gonna be drafting. This is when this weekend is when you start thinking about. Okay, you know, fair enough. Like, you, you know what I mean? Right, I agree we with will, you. We will get your pick off weekend. air, and then we'll we'll plug it in later. But uh, that that will wrap us up for today um great idea time... man Pro- hey producing a podcast in real time i love it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh, we, we always appreciate our super producer and we always appreciate all of you for listening um on our next episode by the time we're back we're gonna have seen actual football and if you have questions in the meantime find us on twitter i am at ffa underscore mung that's m-e-n-g and I'm at FFA underscore Los, that's L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.